All right, we're on in three, two, one. Hey guys, it's Sean here from the Momentum Podcast again, and this time I have another guest who likes to go by the name David, but I will probably call him Dave throughout the whole thing. He is mentally strong when it comes to training, and he wants to give us some tips and, well, tips and tricks really to help us because all of us go through some difficult times, especially with some mental hurdles. And um, I think he's got a lot to share that can really help and benefit us as well. So welcome to the show, David. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to be here. Good. Are you nervous? Nah, not really. I'm <laughs> the type of guy to get nervous, but you deep have, down I am. <laughs> you, have a, you have a really nice voice. I can hear it in these microphones and oh. it's, it's re- working real well for me right now. So I like it. Um, we're going to go through some icebreakers with you first. Very right. simple. Just you know, like, have you ever watched Friends before? Yep. Yeah, and you yep. know, the like, first, thing, first thing that goes yep. in your mind? All right, All here right. we go. Cat or dog? Dog. Uh, pasta or pizza? Pizza. Burger or beer? Definitely burger. Fried chicken or steak? Steak. Oh, that, oh that's yeah. a big claim. I like steak too, yeah. actually. All right. It's a lot more protein. <laughs> Very as much, good. As, as much as like how yummy chicken is, it's a weak bird. Yeah. <laughs> need a turkey you need like you need something strong no you know what it is turkey is overrated (laughs) it is (laughs) but then like if it's too strong like a kangaroo it just tastes like the gamey is always the word that we use but gamey is just the horrible way to describe it It tastes like eating tires yeah it's it's sort of like a dual workout if anything you know like do you want to eat your dinner in 10 minutes or 35 so have you really, eaten kangaroo before i have i have eaten a lot of kangaroo actually you're from i'm from way up north man so i like grew up in the pilbara and uh we went hunting a lot so kangaroo tail delicacy karatha that's, that's right. right i remember yeah i actually worked in karatha for for i'm gonna say for two weeks because yeah. i did one swing up karatha way yeah there is nothing there no i envy i've lived there for eight <laughs> Uh, it would have been nice to get out in two. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we are. Uh, what's a motto that you live by? Ah, good. A lot of people ask this. This like is some level of variation of like. I, I, this is on my Instagram handle as well. Like, um, it's you know, always try and find the best version of yourself, and it should be along the lines of like you know the ten years from now. Mm. Like always try chase down that person you can become ten years from now. That makes me remind. That reminds me of something so similar. Like um, when I first started training, I knew that nothing was going to come easy. I knew nothing was going to come instantly. But I always thought to myself, "Man, imagine when I'm 40. That shit's." Sorry, I just already swore. I, I broke the bird. Um, but yeah. come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, I was like, "Man, yeah, when I'm 40, these muscles are going to be a little bit bigger." Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm 10 years away from that. And uh, <laughs> let's see how it goes. Well, I can tell you right now, you don't look 10 years away from that. And that's what really matters. Well, I'm 12 years away from that. But I round <laughs> things up. I already think I'm 30, but I'm already 27. And I already yeah. think I'm 28. So it keeps going from there. Um, what's your favorite country that you've traveled to? Uh, look, I hate to admit this, but I haven't really traveled anywhere outside of like, you know, Pacific Southeast Asia. Where have you been then? I've been to Malaysia, India, Singapore, and Australia. Those are literally the... Oh, and in, in Indonesia, if you can't What's back. your background? Uh, I'm, I was born in Malaysia, but I am Malaysian Indian, so I've got... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm, I, I grew up here, came here when I was nine years old, and the rest is history, my friend. <laughs> you are like me. Everyone just stares at you. like, what's your accent? Yeah. You're like, you're just messed. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I am, but I can also switch my accent pretty fast. Yeah. 
it's that's one of the gifts you know you you sort of grew up speaking a very different english and that always is like just there mm. below the surface so anytime you can pull it out like a party trick and really blow the people away yeah oh, <laughs> l- last night last night my family and i so me my now fiance, my sister and her fiance, or my brother-in-law. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and my mum and my dad were just eating, and I was eating this tiramisu. It was like, oh my! And I just dropped the f bomb, and my mum lost it. Like she yeah. laughed so hard because apparently I just put on the most awkward accent, saying, yeah. just saying it. And I was like, I'm not gonna say it now. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes I surprise even my family. <laughs> I get that. I get that. <laughs> my my mom just kind of stares at me when I'm speaking English, like because I I speak Tamil to her, and that's like you know my native language where mm. I come from, and I'm very I'm fluent in that. But when I have to immediately make like a split between that and English, it's like very evident. It's like a totally different character, totally different personality. Almost. <laughs> you were so good because I never learnt my native tongue because yeah. I knew my mom was bilingual. Yep. And I just, just spoke back to her in English. And now it's really hurting me because yeah. I don't want to learn it. Well, I do yeah. want to learn it, but I'm too shy. It's harder to learn things when you're older. Mm. But once yeah. again, it's more the mental barrier, which yeah. is funny how we're going to talk about that later. Good. Um, tell me what's your favorite exercise. Look, ever since like this whole COVID thing's been going down, you know, no access to gym. So I did the sensible thing. Went out, bought a, bought a whole heap of kettlebells. <laughs> So I've just been doing a lot of ballistic exercises, man, and I've been really loving my kettlebell swings and very, very underrated exercise, Turkish get-ups. Turkish get-ups? Yeah. Oh, That's probably my favorite at the moment. I, I, I'm, As we're recording this, I'm just recovering from a back injury. I don't think I could do that with just a finger pointing to the roof. <laughs> but yes, I highly recommend Turkish get-ups. And um, especially with all these injuries that I'm coming across, yeah. I have learned from my mistakes. And we do more core work. Yeah, I mean, very, very underrated to just strengthening your shoulder. Like, it's it's so good. I don't think there's another exercise out there that I think the well. initial part for me is not my shoulder. It yeah. depends how heavy we're going, of yeah, course. Yeah. But it's, the, it's actually the get-up part. Mm. And that's the abdominal, or even just saying that, that's the, the power of just trying to push back up again. Okay. I have if, if I did jiu-jitsu, I'd be gone. Oh, man, it's like... I'll never best. be off my shoulders. It's the best thing for jiu-jitsu. Because you, you spend <laughs> a lot of time on your back in jiu-jitsu. Mm. And... Um, you know, you wanna you wanna try and fight your way off your back because you know, no matter how you look at it, being on your back's not the best thing, but mm. it's not the worst thing either if you know how to do jujitsu. You so. can't punch upwards because that's no. just defying gravity. Yeah, I mean, use the longest limb you have, legs, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, legs! I, I thought my legs were strong. Yeah. And um, Nancy literally pinned me down in like some yeah. sort of leg lock, and I was like, "How am I gonna get out of this?" Because you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "How am I so weak?" <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to get out of it? Yeah. You cannot. <laughs> you are here. <laughs> um, so tell me more about yourself because physically you're quite a specimen in terms of oh, fitness. man, stop it. You're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me what you do for physical testing and all that because we actually worked together very briefly for a functional, capis- uh, yeah, functional capacity testing for um, basically for work. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and... Um, guess like straight into it what did you do what did you do beforehand before you started training and what were some of the hurdles yeah good question man um let's try and dive right into it i'm going to start off by saying cardio is hard (laughs) cardio and running is not my forte but you know i always grew up playing soccer played a lot of soccer i've played about 10 years of soccer and there's a huge cardio element involved in that so you always have to try and push your 
I guess, your endurance as much as you can. So having that in the back of my mind whilst training for the functional capacity test has helped a lot. So mm. it's just sort of, you wanna try and associate, you know, whatever exercise you do right now, as hard as it seems to something that you've already previously done and it sort of helps you get past that hurdle easier. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. I'm physically trying to think of a time where I was able to push those limits. Yeah. It would have been like when I was 16 and playing basketball. All of It was at the end of semester where all of our good players were, or some of the better players were gone back to the country because I also went to a school where it was mixed boarding school and day boys. Yeah. And um, basically I had to play the whole game. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. And I literally just had to push through it. And then I passed out after the game. It happens. Yeah, it really <laughs> it happens. Did. But I, I guess what really like sort of drives me is I don't run for the sake of running. Like there's a lot of people that run for the sake of running and that's awesome. Like if you want to get better at long distance running, run is the only thing you can really do. Yeah. To that improve on that. That and don't get injured. Yeah. But for the large majority of the population, I feel like people run to try and improve another part of their life. Mm. So <clears throat> for me... The reason I, I have, I've been running a lot recently is to build that cardio for jiu-jitsu. Mm. Because when I first started, I used to tap out just from being pinned from pressure because I can't breathe. And mm. that's got a lot to do with your cardio endurance. Yeah, yeah. If you are struggling and you're burning out and you feel like you cannot breathe to someone pinning you down, then you don't want to look like, sorry for a lack of a better term, a little bitch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you, you want to look tough. So... Really building that endurance helps that because mm. it's very transferable. It's it's very funny because me coming from a strength background or pro-strength background because I have no cardio in me, I always wondered why so many MMA or martial arts was always based around running. And I just yep. felt like there was better ways to get the VO2 or even just that lung capacity up yep. with like air bikes or, you know, circuits and everything. Because a lot of Muay Thai, that's the one that I tend to see a lot of, they always ran and they gave themselves shin splints, but I think that's a bit different because there's a lot more impact on shins compared yeah. to jujitsu. Yeah. A lot of striking using the shins mm. more tight, so I don't know if that plays a huge part. But. Yeah, there's a lot of impact in that area. Yeah. Um, but tell me about like the, the mental hurdles that really came across with... Um, well, first, let's start with the running part. Like, yeah. How did you really overcome some of those things? So you said, first thing you said was you tried to picture yourself when you had to push it, Um so we actually call that visualization. Have yeah. you heard that before? I have, but never in the terms of running or anything. Like yeah, or you run as high or something. Yeah, exactly. You just get into like a, a trance state where you just yeah. don't know what's happening, but you just feel fluid yeah. and, and, and in motion. And you stop, you sort of are, are limiting that, you know? And you stop and then you're like, what am I doing? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so no, I definitely feel that, man. Yeah, well, t- tell me about like something like that in, yeah. um, in jiu-jitsu then. What's some sort of mental training or even some sort of state that you put yourself in when you're doing uh, jiu-jitsu or training for jiu-jitsu? Yeah, good question. Um, there's a very sort of important thing we do at the end of every session of jiu-jitsu, and that's just free rolling. Free rolling is just basically taking everything you've learned and trying to apply it. But the first sort of trap that everyone runs into when they first start off is you're out to kill the next person. It's, it's sort of like a very reptile mindset mm. and like every single person that starts out doing jiu-jitsu has that 
in them because mm. you're trying to you're just so excited you're just full of adrenaline you just want to go out and you, you want to be the big dog you want to you, you just want to be the guy that gets a submission but then like later on down the track you learn that it's not really about that you're mm. like you're not really out to do that you're just trying to take the things you've learned and apply it mm. so there's a couple of things there's a couple of ways sorry that you could really look at mentality mentality could be like pushing for the next thing like it's like one more step mm. another 10 more meters mm. you know another kilometer i can do it sort of thing there's one that aspect of mentality but then there's also like the focus aspect of mentality mm. like yes you could be like all right i want to push myself another meter or i want to push myself for another another five meters i just want to push myself for another rep or something like that but then you can't lose focus because mm. if you lost focus in what you're doing then there's that serious risk of injuring yourself or there's that risk of not actually gaining anything you're not learning something yeah. we were actually talking about this off air about being active and being passive in it yeah and the process of say jujitsu you can't just be there and like things are gonna just happen yeah. to you right or things will happen to you yeah. not in a good way though no things will happen to you but always a bad way <laughs> <laughs> you're always gonna be tapping out yeah um so tell me like when it comes to those jujitsu things how do you know when it's time to push and when it's to pull back because we always try and tell people let's just push five minutes more let's just push yeah. one more rep more yeah how do you know when you're not pushing too much in jiu-jitsu i guess you could say when you have a broken elbow because someone's just twisted you <laughs> that's definitely a good place to stop make sure you know it's when to tap yeah. out <laughs> i mean if you don't tap off a uh, tap out and break your elbow that's not the guy's fault that's your fault <laughs> tap, tap early everyone wants to go home use mm. that like you know elbows for daily functional things so but that's definitely a good question uh, question sean so the way i see it is like all right too little is not enough right like if you're just there and you're just there to sort of like, okay, I'm just going to stay here. I'm just going to pick up a thing or two and I'm just going to learn. Mm. And yes, you can do that and you'll learn, but not in the rate that you're probably expecting and not in the rate that's going to progress you fast enough to actually be able to compete with the other people there. Mm. So if you're just there to just go along for like the ride and then you're just, you're just going to feel bad because jiu-jitsu is one of those things where you are going to get punished. <laughs> In, for a better term yeah you're gonna get punished if you aren't developing fast enough because mm. then people are gonna ask you to roll with them mm. and you can either say no mm. and you can just keep saying no but you're never gonna get better yeah so you have to say yes failure is part of the process yeah but that's the thing it's it's so unique i think it's one of the most unique sports and i'm pretty new into it and i'm just like kicking myself that i didn't get into it early enough because mm. this is what everyone says it's like oh man i just wish i started like five years ago Oh. But it's like such a long road that failure is 90% of it. Yeah. And you want to fail a lot. That's very important because the only thing that I really did that was the most difficult thing I've ever done was a running a business. Yep. And so many failures come out of that. Yep. And um, I would like to say I probably failed at least three businesses before this. Luckily, there was very, very low bearing. Those are rookie numbers, champ. Pump, it up. <laughs> <laughs> Pump them up. The next failure that I always think is actually my Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. Because right. nobody, a lot of people know this because it's all over my Instagram. Oh. <laughs> First training session I ever did, right? Rookie mistake. I wanted to be cool, like all things gym and hook yep. grip. And these guys were dropping bars. And yeah. I was dropping bars, not in the wrapping sense, but I was dropping bars and I actually missed the floor. Oh, the bar hit my toe. Oh, <laughs> and yep. Um, well, 
I guess you could say my toe fell off. Not my toe, my toenail fell off, and I was out again for two weeks. Oh. That was funny. <sighs> Man. <laughs> it was funny at the time, I have to admit. And then just every single thing that I did in Ollie was just so difficult. Yeah. And like you say yourself with jujitsu, I wish I started this earlier. Yeah. I'm only starting to feel really confident with Ollie last year, December to maybe January this year. Yeah. I first started two years ago. Yeah. Such a long journey. 100%. My numbers haven't changed. <laughs> I probably went from like an 80 to an 88 on my snatch. Jerk is probably like 100 to 110. That's still good. That's up. It's right? up. It is up. It is up. You know? But for me, I was so used to those metrics of powerlifting where yep. it's like I am defined by my total and my deadlift yep. has to go up five kilos every single yep. block when really it's about movement. There is no metric 100%. when it comes to jujitsu, is there? No, there really isn't. So it's awesome that you, we... We're talking about this because I'm so pumped now. But yeah. basically, like, it's all based on knowledge and discipline, right? Mm. It's not about how long you've been doing jiu-jitsu for because going back to that whole active versus passive thing, you could be actively learning and you could progress very, very quickly. Mm. But if you're passively learning, you could be there for a year and not have developed a law, mm. you know? So, act like, if you're actively learning and you're doing things outside of the gym, you're learning, you're doing a lot of theory work, you're finding out different techniques to do from different positions mm. and you're sort of building that really good like sort of neural network of like basically like a flow chart in your head mm. where you can find yourself in a particular situation and be able to tell yourself right, I'm going to go from here to there mm. and not feeling like you're trapped or stuck right that's just life yeah we're trying to develop a bloody good neural network neural yeah. flow chart I yeah. like the flow chart and everything is a flow chart in our head if you don't have a flow chart in your head then get yeah. get, get creating get, yeah get there quick man because you're going to struggle if you don't have a, like a neural flow chart just just for like you know little things like you know making a sandwich even man like you're going to struggle <laughs> what happens when I don't yeah. have butter don't yeah. use butter yeah it's really good to sort of build that aptitude I, I guess it's and jiu-jitsu is one of those really really good things and you just want to be able to put yourself in many difficult situations. Mm. And the more difficult situations that you put yourself in, it's all going to build to that neural flow chart. Mm. You're just going to be like, all right, I w I, I've been here before. And this is what I did to get out. Have you ever heard the saying, be comfortable in the uncomfortable? I've heard something along the lines, but yeah, I do very heavily subscribed to that all of them like bruce lee is like be like water take shape of water you are the, <laughs> you're the shape of a bottle yeah yeah i'm allowed to make that accent yeah <laughs> but it's true like all of it just just means adapt to where you are yeah that's it because if you don't fail holy crap if you if you never fail you never learn which is what we were adapted to i've actually i don't know where i got this from i got it from other podcasts or maybe another video yeah and it was about a movie about a guy who apparently died and um, he was like in a casino. He always won. Yeah. Um, if he wanted anything, he would get it. Yeah. And basically, there was never any resistance against what he wanted. And he thought this was heaven until he started realizing that the guy goes, what makes you think this is heaven? And he's like, because I get everything I want. It's like, yes, but there's no challenge to get it. So if you get yeah. everything with no resistance, it means nothing to you. And it was actually, he, was, he died, he went to hell. Oh, yeah, really. that's crazy, man. What? This was like a black and white film. I didn't watch it, but I just got a reference from something else. If you get everything with no resistance, you're probably actually living in hell. Yeah. Man, I'd hate to live there. I know. Think about it. Like, imagine how, like, you wanted, like, say if I wanted, like, a 
snatch. This is stupid, but because of what happened. But imagine if I had no resistance, like tomorrow I'm gonna get my 200 kilo snatch. Yep. Like, cool, I'm done. What, what do I do yeah, now? Yeah, what do you do now? It's like 100%. it's like leveling up all the way through to um, <laughs> cheat codes. Like you're playing Final Fantasy or yeah. whatever computer game. You would all the time like, okay, this is boring. I actually remembered where I got that reference from. It was actually about video games yeah. more than anything. 100%. And like, I know we've all smacked in some cheat codes for GTA. Yeah. Just, like, ran through because we knew nothing better. But now, like, you can't even remember the story, you know? Like- yeah, you did literally just <laughs> driving through with a tank throughout the whole story. I'm like, this game is not That's so fun. That's a throwback. I'm That's like, a throwback. It's not fun because there's no challenge. 100%, man. I, I, I want to touch on that, actually, because it's, like, it's pretty crazy, right? If you haven't ever gone, like, I know this is a pretty biased opinion from me, but if you've never done jiu-jitsu, just go for, like, one session. Just realize, like, how weak that you could be, mm. you know? Because I, I, I thought I was a pretty strong fit guy, and I went in and I got, like, absolutely smashed. Everyone yeah. just, like, punished me. And, <laughs> and it's so important that we touch on the whole point of, like, resistance, right? Because you, wanna, you want there to be a payoff for the things you learn. Mm. You want there to be a payoff for the struggles that, you've sort of had to endure, right? Mm. And if you were to just, like, let's say I just went into the gym and just started submitting everyone, like white belts, blue belts, purple belts. Like, yeah, that's a one in a million. But mm. let's just say on a, on an off chance, I just start doing that. It's like, it would almost feel like I'm never going to have a better day than that again in my life yeah. or in my jiu-jitsu career. You would literally just be like, okay, mic drop, <laughs> mic drop, I'm out. Yeah, literally. And it's like, I've accomplished everything. But that's like, that's not what it is. It's, and jiu-jitsu is one of those very interesting sports that, like, let's say you're a white belt, right? You mm. just walked in through the doors. 98% of the people in that gym are going to be able to mess you up. Yeah. Right? So then you endure the pain mm. and you take it and then you start learning and you start getting better. And you're going to start submitting other white belts, but you're never going to be able to submit a blue belt, mm. let alone a brown belt. Mm. Don't even think about purple because, like... Oh, sorry, purple, then brown. But yeah, don't even think about the higher-up belts because they're like out of the league. They're like aliens to you, right? Progression has to be one step at a time. Exactly, exactly. So you start just being, just focusing on, all right, so I'm not even going to worry about the guys in the higher belts. Let me, let me just try and get good at this division. Mm. And then you start getting good. And then now you're like, over time, you're one of the best, like sort of the most technical white belts that are there. Mm. And they're going to bump you up to blue and now you're the bottom of the barrel again. Mm. And it's just that slow grind. And you just keep doing it. And I've known people in that gym that have been, you know, practicing for 15 years and they're like black belts, but they're like, man, I can remember when I walked in through those doors. Like, it's like, what the hell, bro? And it's like, it's that sort of mentality, I Mm. guess, is that what really drew me to the sports. Like, I played soccer for 10 years. I don't think I would go back to soccer because, yeah, it's fun, but it's like, in terms of self development, and like things you can use on the mat and off the mat. I don't think jujitsu like you don't think it carried as much to no, all man, aspects no, of life. Hundred percent, because like soccer is a very team oriented sport, mm. right? And anything to do with a team, you want everyone else to be on the same sort of boat as you. It's hard right? to get buy in on that. Exactly, exactly. But it's it's good for camaraderie. It's good for leadership and everything. But I think like in terms of if you want to be a good leader and if, if you want to be a good sort of person. You want to really, uh, you need to have the ability to look at yourself and be like, these are the things I need to work on. Mm, mm, yeah. Right? And it's the exact same when it comes down to anything fitness related. It comes down to anything that you want to improve on on a physical level. It's so fascinating hearing that because I, I'm i a big basketball person growing up. 
yeah at the moment i'm okay with it but <laughs> everyone's watching last dance at the moment yeah and um i'm reading the kobe bryant um or biography yeah and it's amazing because from what we've read from michael jordan in the last dance or watch should i say and what i've read in showboat which is kobe bryant's biography these are arguably two of the best three people in the discussions of greatest of all time 100 i'm gonna say goats. they are but yeah they're the goats but both of them never ever wanted the path of least resistance 100%. so we're watching last dance and michael jordan's just jawing at everyone telling them i just read one this morning where he said don't feed horace grant if you played a horrible game he doesn't deserve <laughs> it <laughs> kobe bryant and i always refer to this i've already said this in episode one he told the coach to F off Mike Brown at the time. Mike Brown goes and tells him to you know, shove it where the sun yeah. don't shine. And like he's like, I'm going to lose my job. I just told like the yeah. franchise player of the Lakers to go F himself. And then Kobe goes and slaps him on the bum and goes, hey, good job. Yeah. Like, I, I, just, I just needed to know someone was going to push me. Yeah. Because he knew that if he had the path of least resistance, he'd probably go down a sw- downward 100%. slope. 100%. Whereas we even start seeing that with people like Alan Iversons, where yeah. he had some resistance, he just strayed away from it. 100%. He, he, he strayed away from the hard conversation or the difficult part. Yeah. And um, it makes us really appreciate that if people of that high caliber can you know, push for resistance in mentality and physically, we should be able to try to do that relatively. Yeah. I'm not asking anyone to go tell me to go F off or yeah. punch me in the throat yeah. like Kobe used to do with all his, um, <laughs> with all his teammates. Maybe not that train. far. Maybe not that far. Legit, yeah. one of his training sessions, he just elbowed Sasha Vujicic right in the chin. And it was like training sessions, like one week out from playoffs. He goes, bam. He goes, I need you guys to be tough. <laughs> it's like, man, that kind of That's basketball jujitsu for you. Yeah. No, that's that's so good that you brought that up because I'm going to like lay another thing on you and I want you to like get your sort of thoughts. Oh, challenge that. me. I love challenge, resistance. I, I like, <laughs> but basically, all right, so... I had one of the pleasures of training with like a five-time world champ for, when it comes down to no-gi. And no-gi is like basically Not the grappling. traditional yeah. Right. yeah, so you don't have the traditional kimono mm. as such. So you're just, you're, you've got like sort of a rashery on and like a tight, like tight short so you're mm. not going to get caught or whatever. And I had the pleasure of dealing, uh, not dealing, training with a five-time world champ. Mm. And I talked to him, I was like, hey man, like you're so young. You're 20, he was 20 years old. And he's already won worlds five times. I was like, yeah. man, you, you got to know something that no one else knows. Yeah. So share that one bit of like thing with me. Share that little secret sauce, you know? Yeah. And basically what he said is, all right, not to brag, but he just said, uh, he's like, all right, I used to go into trading and I could have a day where I just absolutely messed every single person up. Yeah. Anyone that rolled with me get, would get submitted. Yeah. And that would just keep on happening because mm. like he was just... Yeah, which is good. Some people just athletically and very gifted. They're Mm. just very talented, right? And he said, the one thing to do when you're sort of like, if you want to push yourself and you want to keep being that routine of being able to put yourself under stress and Mm. competition and challenge, you want to actually help the people around you. Oh my God, I love that one. So he said, what he would do is he would get someone in a submission and then immediately start teaching them how to escape from it. Yep. And he would like drill it with them until they could sort of start escaping from it. Mm. Because next time they would roll in a different day and he tries to do the same move, he would get punished for it. Yeah. And then now you have to think get. to yourself, it's like, what do I do from here? So he's creating his own resistance. By exactly. That. That's amazing. And I think like, that's all it is. Most of the time, things are easy. Like, mm. 
I think people these days, I, even myself, like everyone likes to be comfortable. Right? Mm, so comfortable. And look, you know, you're just at home, you're just watching Netflix, you're watching all of the good stuff that quarantine has to offer. But you got to also like find that will to get up and go for a run. Yeah. Do, do some like No one's compelling you to do it. No mm. one's out there like, there's no quarantine police that are like, hey man, you need to get out of your house right now. And go, go do some exercise. Yeah, go do some exercise. But it's like, no, it's, you can either choose to sit there and watch Netflix and that's fine. No one's going to stop you on yeah, that Yeah, no too. one's going to literally stop you. Netflix is may- maybe going to ask you like, oh, are you would still you, there? Like, are, are you still you there, sure? bro? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to keep going? I remember when I first saw that, I was like, I think I need to get off. Yeah. And, um, or you can get up, go for a run, and actually chase the things you want to do and get better at the things that you want to get better at. Yeah, I um I really like that one because I always hear about um making sure that you are never the smartest person in the room. Hundred percent. That's the same thing as never being the best performer in the room. Um, so you can change rooms or you can make the room better. Hundred percent. Basically, what you said, and um, I've completely forgotten the other one. So that that's sucks right, we'll because it's not very good for a podcast when you can't remember it. That's right, man. We're all learning. We're all trying to make that room better. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it now. It's really <laughs> annoying me. Um, but yeah, I guess that really relates to everything else that we said. We're going to move on from there. I guess if there's any two tips or three tips that you could give to anyone who's going to start, you can't say do jujitsu because you've already said Damn that it, so many on, times. Like, Should I just walk out now? <laughs> <laughs> You can shout out your jo- your dojo if you want to in the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what's three tips summarized that you can give to someone who wants to strive for their best? That's a very good question because that's sort of like, I want to like sort of give the easiest answers, but the ones that make the most sense, right? Whatever he says, guys, I want you to implement it fast because that's one of my tips for today. Yeah. So start somewhere. Yes. You know, that's the first one. I know as cliche as it sounds, if you really want to do something, there's nothing stopping you from doing it. Mm-hmm. Everything that's in the way are just basically excuses that sort of you want to give yourself to not try and do it. I know it sounds pretty like sort of upfront, but I've been there. We've yeah. all been there at some point in our lives. If, if you guys need a refresher of how bad I was with Ollie, like you can watch what I am doing now because I'm not that great with it. You can definitely watch when I first started. You can see the big contrast. The biggest resistance you're going to get at the start is yourself, really. Mm. So push past it and don't have to go, and you don't have to go big. Mm. So if you want to start implementing something into your life, start small. Mm. The lowest amount of effort that you can allocate that particular thing, start with that. Mm. Because that's better than not doing anything. Yeah, That's my... That's my number one tip for anyone that wants to start. Number two is training with a purpose Mm. and always having that purpose in the back of your mind, right? It's all, it almost should be like this sort of mantra. Mm. So you could train for five hours a day doing anything you'd really want to, but if you're not getting return, like a good positive return from it and you're just getting diminishing returns, there's no point. You just wasted five hours of your life. There's a certain cost benefit when it comes to exercise and training physically and mentally anyway where you could probably do things that took you five hours and two hours or two lots of two hours and have a mental break in between it's just so much more beneficial yeah and what's your third one my third one is when you think that you've hit the limit you're usually at your 75 percent mark 
a lot and of. And I heard that from a book that I was reading. Yeah. And it's called The Operator. And it's written by a former Navy SEAL Team 6 guy. Have you ever read um, Extreme Ownership? That's I have, by Jocko Willinks. I need, I, that's my next book to read. That is, Jocko is awesome. Yeah. Jocko, Jocko's an ex-team guy as well. So they were, these are guys that are Navy SEALs. Yeah. And they're like the best of the best when it comes down to mental and yeah. physical, right? I've got to grab that book off you one day, but... I want to read Extreme Ownership. I want to read yours. Yeah. And it's funny because the book I read before was actually a, a business owning book. And it was like, once you feel like you can't do anymore, just push five minutes more, yeah. which is the same thing what you just said. Too. Yeah. I mean, yes, it sounds like it's going against what I said at the start. Like mm. It's like, you know, knowing when to stop sort of thing and making sure you're training with like your purpose. But most of the times you do have to push. Mm. Like when you think you've hit your limit, you're normally on your 75% mark. There's always that little bit that you have left in the tank that you're going to be so grateful for, for tapping into mm. after the fact. Because it's going to be absolute sheer pain and agony. And like, you're just going to feel so bad when you're doing it. Because mm. you're like, man, I just cannot do it. But you can. Mm. I like that one. Mm. I've got a little bit of a, I remember what I was going to say. So I'm going to remember, I'm going to say it right now. Go for it. Back in um, high school, my teacher used to say, if you want to be able to teach something or be good at something, should I say, read it and actually teach it to other people, which is yeah. what that five-time world champion was doing. Yeah. Now I'm going to leave everyone with a small little drill. Um, I want you guys to close your eyes and really picture the goal that you want to do. And I want you to think about when you've achieved it. So right now you've, you're feeling that emotionally and that achievement. But now I want you to think about every single obstacle that's going to happen and trying to push you away off that path from achieving that. And that's what you need to really try and focus on when it comes to mentality because that's basically the only way that you can train for it. Some things you just don't know what's going to happen. It could be COVID for one of those Mm. things. It could be gym shut down. You could be running out of money for paying for your gym membership. But those are the things where you go, what am I going to do? and try and prepare for it if it does happen mentally because when it does happen it's not become it's not going to be as big of a shock so that's my mental little drill for you guys now dave do you have anything else you want to say before we sign off for this very long podcast of 35 minutes not bad oh my it feels like a lifetime (laughs) (laughs) no thanks for having me man like um it's really good to talk to someone that's doing an awesome job of just getting sort of the word out there and trying to get more people active and it's really could you tell me who that is because if you could I, I could do with that guy <laughs> i'm just messing with you thank you so much no i mean it's awesome and thanks for having me on the show more than happy to you know share very little of what i know with people that want to sort of live their best life and that's, that's really chase their best version of themselves that's all it is and anyone who's ever succeeded their goals always says that it's not the goal itself that makes it it makes the cream on top yep. but it's the journey that really gets you there and then you start being able to share that with other people 100%. that's the best part and that's the reason why i want to do what i do because i've made so many mistakes i say it all the time i've made so many mistakes when it comes to exercise as your samsung watch tells you to stretch yeah um yeah. i've made so many um, irony. accidents <laughs> And your mistakes and everything. And I just want people to avoid what I've done. But sometimes you might have no resistance when I keep telling you that and go, oh, this is easy. But Or I might be your resistance because I'm telling you to learn something as opposed to me telling you what it is every single time. Exactly. We're going to leave it there for the time being. And what I'm going to say is I hope everyone there is trying to push themselves, better yourselves, even teach people around as well. Um, At times, 
even I might be your path of resistance. I want you to know that resistance is not a bad thing. At times, it's just us trying to push the best out of you. Um, all I can say is keep building momentum because momentum is key. That's the sign off officially. We still haven't got a sign in yet. David, anything you want to say or where can they catch you for you and your uh, your sick jujitsu games? Oh, man. Um, if you ever want to get into jujitsu, honestly, easiest thing to do, Google your closest gym, go there. I'm not going to like shout out any particular gym because it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anywhere you go is fine, but just get after it and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be jujitsu. Spread you the wanna, word of love. You want to get better at, you know, swimming? Mm. Go swim. Just do whatever makes you happy. Get good at it. I did another podcast. I hate swimming. <laughs> anyway, we're going to leave it there for the time being. Thanks, Thanks for everyone. Me, man. And uh, peace out, everyone. Peace.